you just asked me how it's been. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I posted the video last night. Actually, yesterday I recorded and then just posted the video straight up. But that was like my 10th time making that video. Okay. And I've done it over the course of days now. And I just kept like not feeling quite ready or not. One of them I cried and I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like if it feels too tender. What I liked about yesterday's was I was telling it the way I'm telling a friend who I care about but I'm also not going so deep in my mind that I'm going to fall apart in front of you. Yeah. I felt like it was the right move for a yeah. YouTube audience that I care about, but yeah. also haven't been as engaged with in a long time. Sure. But the coolest thing is that the feedback is reminding me of something. If you don't know oh, what yeah. we're talking about. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, you can look into the show notes yes. and educate yourself because there will be a link for you. Yeah. And yeah. we're just, mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. need to say mm-hmm. any words we don't like. Yeah. The video is called I is- Have, and then it's the C word. Yeah. And if you don't know what yeah. the C word is. You'll it's know. C- it's <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's not that. This is the um, other C yeah, word and you yeah, guys, um, and I do have the C word in my C word. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just quickly take yes. 14 minutes and yes. go watch that video and then come right on back Yeah. because we are uh, vertically integrating your, your public comments about this across social platforms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the feedback, the feedback. Okay. What's been happening on my Instagram lately, which you know this because you're my friend, mm-hmm. is that I have gotten just really trash comments and DMs. And it's it's Unbelievable. been crazy because it has been about a lot of things. It's not so like it began with that Botox video, mm-hmm. but it's it's about anything. It's this really interesting like this hasn't happened to me in a long time mm-hmm. where it's just consistently negative feedback. But one thing that somebody wrote this morning to me that I thought was very interesting, it was a a follower on Instagram wrote, hey, I'm seeing this a lot with people that I follow. I wonder if Instagram is rewarding um, engagement at the cost of everybody involved. Because like if someone, if they're showing something to someone that they know they're going to trip out about yeah, and they know like, okay, yep, this person is probably going to comment on that. Mm. Then it's going to show the video to more people who mm-hmm. are going to agree and disagree, agree and disagree. So then, huh. oh, wow, the content creator just had content that yeah. went to people, yeah, but it didn't feel good to the content creator. That's really interesting. Like the impersonal algorithm yes. would be like not just saying I'm going to push this video to people who would want to see it, yeah, but being like I'm going to benefit this creator and benefit this other person, yeah, by showing creators content to someone who will do something, yeah, without being able to notice, like yeah. what they're going to do is hate it, yeah, hate it and be rude, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason follow along and then mm-hmm. be rude about other things. I that's don't know. The that part part's that's weird. so interesting to me of being Very like, weird. you hated this video about Botox. Yeah. So you're so still you here. Followed me? And therefore you have stuck <laughs> around. Okay. What's the yeah, plan? I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys think? Weird. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's an election year. So they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh this is going to be fun. Everybody's going to yell at each other. God I don't damn. know. But I did think like, oh, that kind of makes sense. If I go into this knowing that the stuff, at least when I make something on YouTube, mm-hmm. I feel more sure that it's showing the people who have chosen to see me, yeah. even though sometimes it doesn't show my people, but it's not showing it to strangers. Right. It's not over showing it. It's <laughs> under showing it. <laughs> sure. Right? But on Instagram, it's just kind of going to like send it to the masses and yeah. then be like, oh, who hates it? Who likes it? Yeah. Hopefully both. And then there will be a conversation. Gosh, that's so interesting. I wonder if it, um, if it behaves interestingly after 
like if it changes its mind about what to do with your content after mm. you've had something go viral, like that funny video of Jules right. um, weeping as though you were lost yeah. at sea because yeah, you didn't yeah. let her run into the street. Yeah. You know, like that went uh-huh. everywhere. Yeah. I wonder if it like clocks your content a little yeah. bit differently and just That's like interesting. puts it in other spots. Maybe. Maybe it's just like trying new things for yeah. you. Maybe. Gosh, it's well, it so has been a mind trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so then when I put this out, I think I was bracing myself and I also was feeling very disconnected from my audience, from any audience. Mm. I, there hasn't been this sense of like, I know my people and they know me um, with the exception of Very Good Mothers Club members. Sure. And that's because I know them. I really right, know them. And right. they get on these Zoom calls and they interact with us in this forum. Yeah. So for them, I feel like even if they are like, Jessica, that was weird. <laughs> they still are like, but I like you and we're right. friends and that's what you let's, do. Let's talk about yeah. it. But when I put this on YouTube, I wasn't feeling confident. I was going to say I wasn't feeling safe, but I was definitely feeling safe enough to talk about my cervix with people who right. are there because of my babies. Yeah. Um, but the feedback has been so many people who are quiet, maybe silent viewers or rarely comment being like, you have impacted my life in a really major way mm. for the last several years. I've looked up to you so much. Wow. And I care on a personal level about what you're going through. Yeah. And that reminded me that this this thing we're doing with the internet isn't just mm, as simple as like me putting myself out there, bracing for impact, receiving good and bad pretty, huh. pretty evenly. And then like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do it again because it's my job and I haven't figured out another job. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, this one felt like, oh, I have, there is a community and they care about me and I care about them. And I thought I cared about them and I yeah. thought they cared about me, but <laughs> yeah. that kind of got murky and lost. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that was really sweet. And then just a lot of like really encouraging, wonderful yeah. things. And, and obviously because of the title of it, mm-hmm. even people who don't watch my YouTube content who are like friends or old, cause it went up on Facebook and I never check my Facebook, but Facebook is a lot of like parents of my friends, sure. <laughs> you know, old yeah. high school friends, parents <laughs> yeah. being like, oh my gosh. So yeah. So that's been really good. And, uh, what I told Sean is I feel like it's a way that I can sort of win at something hard is mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to talk about it and learn from it and grow from it. And I don't know, I don't think yet help people with it because I don't even have any answers at all sure. yet, which, you know, um, yeah, but, but somehow if I can find meaning and make content and have this sort of stream of purpose happening, then it feels like I'm winning at something that I don't even want to be doing. Yeah. And the reason or a reason why I felt hesitant to post any of this is I don't want this to be my content. Like right. I don't, you, that's so not the way my brain is about things. It's like, oh good, another thing for content. This will yeah. be great. Um, especially this, mm-hmm. like no thanks. no thanks. I'll learn how to renovate a kitchen before I do this. Right. And, <laughs> my, like with my I'll hands. Be kitchen girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be seaward girl. Kitchen girl but, does great. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> really too. bad at yeah, renovating it, it anything. Did give it this feeling of like, ugh. I guess this is real, yeah. which it's been real it's been for real. a month and a yeah, half, but exactly. there is something about seeing it. Yeah. We're like, here we go. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I guess it felt, um, it felt private and small. Uh huh. Yeah. And then being like, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. I don't know why that makes it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it helps me in 
like in what we're doing with the podcast or in what I, if I post little bits and pieces of my life here and there, yeah, it helps me to feel like this picture is more whole. Totally. Because everything, I mean, this topic is on my brain a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I can tune it out and I can host a gathering at the shop or we can do a podcast about something interesting. Yeah. But you and I are both also thinking about this. Totally. And even when we did that episode that was like how to talk to your kids about hard things. Yeah. I can't remember if I had been diagnosed or if I was waiting. I know I I, I know we were, you were waiting. Yeah, yeah. It was a big question. Yes. So there there was a an extra layer of wait yes. for you and me and having yeah. that conversation. And that that conversation felt emotional and I can't even go back and listen to it yet. Do you know what? I think I think we didn't know when we recorded it. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later when it came out, oh, yeah. we, we did know. We knew so right So it just then. had this dynamic mm-hmm. to it of being like, this is scary. Oh God. Yeah. This is all, everything we're talking about is happening in real time, uh-huh. but we don't feel confident to tell the world that, but no. we're navigating this. Yeah. yeah. So here it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to make of it. And I'm not yeah. physically ill. I do have I do have pain every day, lingering pain mm-hmm. um, that I think will be dealt with in this process. Uh, but the fact that I'm not physically ill means nobody would even, it's almost like when you're first pregnant and people sure. don't suspect it and you're like, I feel like garbage, yeah. <laughs> but nobody knows. And I don't know if I want to tell you because this is uh-huh. going to be a big deal. Um, it's a similar weirdness of like, okay, I'm going to go about my day-to-day life. Everything is going to be as it should be. Right. And I'm carrying around some physical discomfort and some extreme mental distraction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So absolutely. It was really interesting to I saw it in like minutes. You did? Yeah, I just like happened to be on Instagram and was like, whoa, whoa. Here it is. (laughs) Yeah. But even maybe it had been up for maybe like 20 or 30 minutes and there were already several scrolls worth of beautiful comments. I was like, wow, people are so, which is what I yeah. thought that they would be. Yeah. You know, like uh-huh. at least, at least these early ones, you for sure are going to like get a big old tidal wave of some love and support, which is like so deserved and needed. Yeah. It's interesting though, because my experience with YouTube, which you know, uh, but it, it was, it was so a major part of my life yeah. to do these YouTube videos every week. And then as I was doing them, the views were dropping off and it felt like the community was sort of falling off. And so then there was this part that's like, I don't, I don't even know who I'm talking to. And I don't know if who I'm talking to cares that much. Yeah. And then making the shift to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to put my energy to YouTube right now because that's not the best move for me. Right. And that was... I don't know, six or eight months ago or something. And so then YouTube and I have related to each other through this podcast, Mm -hmm. but not much else. And it hasn't really felt like this dynamic exchange of conversation between me and my listeners or our listeners. It's just been, this is a platform that I Mm -hmm. put content on. People may care. They may not. It's hard to know. Views are not what we hoped they would be, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit more of like a a one directional offering of like, this is going to be another place where I offer this. Yes, this will be sitting here if you find it. It's available to you. Yes. So then to receive a flood of messages and have it be people who really, really feel connected to me. Mm -hmm. We had a real connection and I thought we did. Back when I was making stuff regularly, it's because I felt that these people were my people and we get each other. And so then when the numbers started going down, 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 
yeah, it all, it's a bit confusing. Mm -hmm. And so again, to make this video, even though I do, I do and did care about the YouTube viewers, I wasn't sure who would see it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so this I think is special to have that kind of connection come back to life and be reminded of who are the people who who are my people and yeah. what do what are we doing together? What are we doing yeah. together? Yeah. So for the listener, if you want to be yeah. with Jess in yeah. in or on this, yeah. it seems like probably YouTube is going to be the major way. I think so. And then we'll just kind of see what unfolds yeah. here. Yeah, and we'll see what unfolds here, and Instagram. I might sprinkle some Instagram, but yeah, it's recognizing that on Instagram, it's going to go to strangers, yeah. people I care about too, but strangers, whereas podcast and YouTube, the people who are seeing it are our people. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who want to be a part of this, and yeah. we're all learning together, Yeah, and so that's good. And I was going to tell you this um, pre-us recording, but <laughs> <laughs> so this morning, Eloise got hurt. It was nothing major, but something came up and it's something I've been thinking about in this whole process of the C word. And I'll use the word cancer now because it it is how this all unfolds with the medical crew that I interact with. So what I felt consistently is that these medical professionals who know that there's a cancer diagnosis treat me like it's small. Mm -hmm. And they don't just treat me like it's small. They say it's small, but they can't prove to me yet how small it is right. because they won't give me the appointment that I need to actually determine it. So that feels crazy making because I'm like, if it's actually that small, prove it. Like, do I yeah. need chemo? Oh, we can't tell you that. So, okay. So it might be small, but also so big that I'm going to need chemo. Yeah. Well, we don't know. You should think the best. And that- are you being calm because it is calm and yes. you just, it would be a liability yes. for you to give me a clear answer? Like, are right. you hedging for legal purposes yes. or are you just being like an actual inhumane right. robot yes. about exactly. this? Because I'm paper to you. Yeah. And yeah. And my, my thing as, in my shoes is I'm like, you guys maybe see this all the time. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. you see this kind of cancer all the time. And so you really know this is small. You're This is small. Mm-hmm. I have never had this. Yeah. What I would love from these people I'm interacting with is a sense of, oh, wow, this must feel really crazy for you. This yeah. must be really scary. Or, wow, you're having to wait a long time. You know what? I've seen this before where they make people wait and I've hated every single time it's happened because that must feel really scary. Mm -hmm. Not, well, you know, insurance takes time and this is small and this, you know, this cancer grows slowly. I'm like, okay, well, how slowly is my, is mine growing in me? Not Uh generally speaking, because when I look this up on the internet, yes, some people's grows very slowly. And then you have these wild exceptions Mm -hmm. and those people don't do very well. Right. And you aren't able to tell me yeah. where I fall. So my fear isn't crazy. It's- <laughs> you have an associate's degree yeah. in a medical administration yes. and good for you. Yes. And don't yeah. don't act like you yeah. know because like, you I'm don't. That's the whole point is right. that you're not the person who knows. So exactly. get me to the person who knows. Yes. And yes. feel free to not weigh in like this. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not a person who's qualified to weigh in like this. Yes. And so I've been thinking about this process as it's happening, sort of like zooming out of it and being like, okay, what do I wish was different? Because I can deal with things taking a long time 
if the communication around this was different and if it was led with a lot of empathy. Mm -hmm. And so then I thought just in life, I think that's true that we encounter people who go through things and we've seen it a bunch of times before. So we, to them, go, this feels like a big deal to you, but this isn't a big deal. Totally. You can look at a high schooler going through a heartbreak. You Mm -hmm. can look at a new mom who's utterly exhausted. Meanwhile, I've got three kids. I've been through it before. I Mm -hmm. could think to myself, it does pass. But to her, she feels like a week is a year. Yeah. And so just this idea. And then I was even thinking about to our toddlers, which you know this, they freak out about Mm -hmm. things that we literally, we know this is not a big deal. But that is so unhelpful. Yeah. And so this morning, Eloise did have something happen to her where one of her, she recently got her ears pierced and her earring had fallen out and we didn't realize. And so there's been this, maybe, I don't know if it fell out yesterday. I don't know if it was today, but basically it seemed like one of them closed and then trying to put her earrings in didn't work. And then there was blood and there was tears and we're basically re-piercing an ear. And I know in the grand scheme of so many things going on, this is not a big deal. But to little eight-year-old Eloise, this is a huge deal. This Absolutely. was her first ear There's piercing. There's a hole in her body. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's bleeding. Yeah. She had to go to a special person uh-huh. to get that thing to happen. Yeah. And now you're and just going to do it. You're just a earring. mom. Yeah. Do you get to punch holes in my body? No. Exactly. Take me back to the experts at Claire's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. And then she's going back and forth like, maybe I don't want my ears pierced, oh, even though she's done this now for three weeks of finally getting her ears. Yeah. Whatever. As it's happening. I'm thinking about everything I've been through and these doctors who are looking at me like seen this all before, this Mm -hmm. isn't a big deal, which I really hope they're right, that it's not a big deal. And so to Eloise, I'm doing what we would do, what you do, Mm -hmm. which is, I'm so sorry, this, I know this really is hard here. Let me see if I can ease the pain. Yeah. Not going to be able to stop it entirely, but let's ice it. Let's do this, that, you know, try to help you. And, um, and yeah, I was even thinking, I know that people here believe or don't believe the Bible and that's fine. But even that picture of the story of when Jesus goes and he raised a guy from the dead mm-hmm. and he knows he's going to do it, yeah. but he still cries with the one who's sad about just the story of Lazarus dying and he yeah. cries with the sister. And this idea that even this this picture of who that person was, who's right. somebody that lots of people um, look up to, uh, worship or just look up to as a historical figure doing yeah. something that they care about, even that guy knew the outcome of this story and still cried with a person who was crying over a death that he knew, according to this story, wasn't going to be the outcome. That's so interesting. That's a pretty astonishing metaphor that like the feeling is real regardless of the big picture. Yeah. And we don't don't skip the feelings. Yes. Period. Like we don't skip the feeling. Yeah. And if you skip the feeling, you lose the person. So if you and I are on opposite sides of the, I don't know, we, we disagree on something and you're feeling really strongly something and I'm feeling really strongly something and I'm right mm-hmm. and you're not. Yeah. I'm going to lose you if I don't meet you with what you feel. Like yeah. to, to come to the other side of this and be like, well, what does it look like from where you're standing? And then go, oh, wow. Yeah. From where you're standing, that does look really scary or really painful mm-hmm. or really confusing. Um, okay, now that I'm over there with you, can we walk over here and could I show you what I see? Yeah. And then you, who feels seen and heard, are more likely to go there yeah. versus 
this idea of like, I don't, I don't see you, your feelings are small there, or they're not real, or this is going to be fine. You lose the person. They're like, okay, well, you don't get me anyway. So even if you're right, I don't like that you're right. Because now I feel like you're kind of this, I don't know, like that your arrogance won or your pride won or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Gosh, that's so interesting that that's just true at every layer Yeah, from like mythological deity level (laughs) all the way down to like that is exactly what you do with a toddler is the thing of like whoa yeah that's big and tough can I show you what I see about it yeah because I see that we're gonna work through this in this way that it's gonna feel better like this this is what we're gonna do about it yeah can I hold you while you have that feeling like it's the whole (laughs) that whole thing is true all the way down yeah you deserve to be treated like that Jess yeah and thank you and so does everyone. And yeah. why, what are they doing? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. No. I want to yell. So, yeah. Anyway, it's good to learn lessons. <laughs> <laughs> the big outcome is lessons are being learned lessons and being I'll just receive that. Do you want to say anything about the part where there's an interview coming, you guys, mm-hmm. to tease next season oh, with someone with really exciting who uh, has learned a lot via like newer internet exposure yeah about being wholly herself yeah yeah you know it's been on my mind yeah yeah I think that the timing of that interview with Claire you guys should know her she's so great I tag her in my Instagram sometimes I think her Instagram is the Claire necessities Mm -hmm. is that right it's Edwards right Claire Edwards yeah and she's bigger on TikTok too but she's a friend um yeah she was talking about how when you put yourself out there on on the internet in the way that she's doing it can feel kind of freaky because mm-hmm. she's used to being one way to one person and another way to another group of people mm-hmm. and another way to another yeah, person. Like we all do. Yes, of course. And so to put yourself on the internet in a really like whole, like here's who I am and I'm not hiding from you uh, is is freaky because then these people who <laughs> basically imagined you to be a certain way mm-hmm. are like, oh gosh, you're different and I don't yeah. know what to make of that. Um, yeah. I can't stop thinking about that. I have been, I like write about it daily and I think it's something important for me to learn. I don't know if it's age or diagnosis or just happening upon this time in social media world where there were a lot of negative things happening Um, and and in my real life, just dynamics of old friends and finding out people didn't like me or people misunderstood me, but they feel really sure that they know me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... Basically, basically, the revelation that I'm having is that I can live through people not liking me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I needed people's approval. Um, I thought I I needed to live. Like I needed to breathe. I need yeah. because I thought they they would be right. Like if they like me, I am good. It's not yeah. like mm-hmm. I like me and now I really want you to like me too. It's the sense that like if somebody doesn't like me, they are right. Something is wrong with me. And I need to search my soul and fix the problem and make myself likable. Um, And so it's this really unbalanced view of who I am and is really like giving other people the power and ability to determine who I am and what is good and what is right. Mm -hmm. And as this has unfolded the last I would say the last month, maybe longer, of things happening on the internet, my personal health being a crazy roller coaster, and then real dynamics in my 
relational life unfolding where I'm finding out, how do I say it? I basically am finding out that I'm surviving things I didn't think I would be able to survive. You have these big fears. What if people don't like me? What if you're misunderstood? What if you get cancer? What if, you know, and then to be kind of going through it at some point after talking to Claire, maybe two days after I realized, oh, but I'm here. Here I am. (laughs) Here I am. I am me. I am doing okay. I like my life. I am making decisions I feel good about. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm allowed to be confused. I'm allowed to I don't know. I'm allowed to not be what other people wanted me to be or thought that I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, Connor sent me the sweetest little message <laughs> of, of something that he read in his journal that he had written <laughs> when he was 17. Did you know this? No. It's so cute. <laughs> it basically was talking about how he, he was really disappointed in a musician that he followed and really liked because he found out that she made a decision in her personal life that Lights. let him down. Yes, <laughs> you know. But then that he realized that actually that was on him mm. for imagining somebody to be perfect until yeah. they're not. Yeah. And how the more human way is that we're not. Yep. We're not perfect. That yep. is just the way. We are it's not perfect. Yeah. And um yeah, I think so much of my way of existing in the world has been what do they, how are they about me? How are these people over here feeling Mm -hmm. about me? And it could be anything. It's how are they feeling about my relationship with God? As if my relationship with God is about them. Right. And it's not. (laughs) And if I'm doing, yeah, as if they know. And even if someone on that topic, like if someone's looking at me going, oh, I don't really think she's relating to God the way God wants, then please tell God, (laughs) then tell God and God and I will, you know, and God's bigger and God will do the thing. Yeah. But for me, it's, is there right? (laughs) Yes. That there is God and that God interacts with you and interacts with them in the way that they think. Yes. Then there's a much more impactful place for them to put that feedback. Yeah. Then on to you. Yeah. And it gets very weird if my relating to God is about someone else's approval of my relating to God because yeah. then it's actually about my relating to them. Yeah. And that is odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very odd. And and in the same way, it's my relating to my children, my relating to my husband, my relating to my friends, my work. Mm-hmm. So much of what I do is what do people over there think about what I'm doing here? Yeah. If I say something on the internet and I get feedback that's clear that I was was either misunderstood or the person didn't get what I was saying yeah. or the joke went over their heads or something, I internalize it like, oh gosh, I should, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And uh-huh. sometimes I shouldn't. I'm also balancing this with, I'm a reasonable, teachable person who's overthinking everything. Right. So if someone is saying something like, hey, that didn't go well, I've probably thought that first. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, just kind of bringing things back into my own body, my own experience and making decisions and being okay to um, not have to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. In my own mind, this perfectionism thing of I'm allowed to get it wrong. I'm allowed to do something that someone else doesn't like or get. And if someone really doesn't like me, kind of what I posted yesterday, it could just be a matter of opinion. It, Mm -hmm. It could I might not be fatally flawed and have this like big issue that I need to overcome. It might just be that I'm not their favorite Mm -hmm. style of person. And what I 
have found recently, as I've been thinking more about this, is a lot of the people that I've been consumed with of like, oh gosh, what do they think? What are they, how are they going to perceive my choices? They don't really like me and I don't really like them that much either. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Not in an insulting way, but like if I'm going to choose who I'm going to spend a Saturday with, I probably wouldn't choose them. Mm -hmm. So why am I obsessing over their dislike for me? Yeah. That's very weird. Um, So... Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. just respectfully, no thank you. Mm-hmm. It's just such a timely lesson that, of course, there's no way to know, like, <laughs> is there, like, super fortuitous timing of, like, ooh, this powerful lesson and, like, new value yeah. inside is coming just in time mm-hmm. to go through this gnarly thing in public, which people right. have so many opinions about how other people handle their own bodies. Sure in sickness and in health yes, and what you should be doing and what you deserve on the basis of your choices and all just like, whoa. Or if uh, one of those things is creating the other, I don't know, but the pair of this, this um, solid, clear Jessica, Mm -hmm. Jessica coming through with this moment is, um, I just think it's really beautiful. And I'm very excited about that. Thank that you. dynamic. Thank I would you. like the circumstances to be different. Same. I would like to airlift you out of the hard yeah. part and let you just have the good part. Thank you. That's yeah, what I want. Me too. But it doesn't really work like that. Uh-uh. And um, Becca was saying the other day, um, I'm going to say the word shitty, so prepare yourself. Okay, there <laughs> it was. I'm not going to believe um, it. <laughs> she, was, she was talking about shitty situations. Mm-hmm. And she was like, like, cancer thing, super shitty. Some of yeah. these dynamics relationally real shitty yeah and then she she was saying like okay well for her there's also some circumstances that are like that not not cancer but just some other hard things she's going through she's like i think this year i'm going to grow my big my big theme for myself is to grow and i laughed and was like well isn't that interesting because shit is manure which is fertilizer for yards and stuff. And actually, as for much yards and stuff. Yeah. As, I know Gardener Jessica's back again with another nature She's the episode. Best. So good um, at plants. Yeah. But I have not stopped thinking about it because I get kind of waves of emotion of, oof, this is very hard. Yeah. And I wonder if I'll be able to figure this out. Even with my business, it's, it's okay, can I, can I do this? These are big, hard decisions. I've never done this before. I don't know what to do. What if I fail? And yeah. realizing that that is manure that makes yards grow <laughs> has been very encouraging to be like, I'm going to embrace this really horrible, stinky, awful thing. Yeah. Um, as an opportunity for whatever growth wants to come. And and I say that now, and it's been several months of this. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm going to flag this a little bit. Like that didn't come immediately and it wouldn't have been super helpful yeah. if someone immediately mm-hmm. came to me and was like, oh, just take the hard thing. Uh-huh. It's manure, makes the yard grow. You'll yeah. feel better. <laughs> no, uh-huh. in, in the early weeks, it was just a lot of like, crying at random moments, at random times, feeling really scared. Uh, It's taken a bit of time to get to a point. And I still might fall back into, I don't remember the manure thing being meaningful. You know, I might be like, that was silly. (laughs) I don't know why she said that. It's cute Um, of her post-Christmas glow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But this week, it has been a helpful picture Mm -hmm. of just receiving like 
hard moments that are happening. Be like, okay, cool. This is yeah. an opportunity for personal growth. And also I am 35 and I think it is very funny that I would live in a way where I'm asking permission from everyone. Mm. I am adult Jessica. I am allowed to live. Mm-hmm. I am allowed to live in a way that someone else doesn't like. Yep. And if they don't like it, they should live the way they like. Yeah. And I will not be doing things to harm people. Mm-hmm. I will be doing my best. Yeah. I will make a lot of mistakes. But I am – I inside I feel myself doing that where I'm like, oh, but I want to make sure everybody's okay with me. And like, is everybody fine? Yeah. And I want everyone to be fine. But I don't want everyone to be fine at the cost of my own – dignity or sense of worth or sense of wholeness Mm -hmm. where I could go around being with people and they could really like me because I've been everything I think they want me to be, which is basically pretty quiet, a good listener nodding and agreeing to everything they're saying, Sparkly, which is, yeah, which is just, I'm just being a reflection of you. You guys like yourself a lot and I'm being just enough of you for you to like me, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel known and loved. Yeah. why would I live my life like that? That is not, and I would never want my children to live like that. I would never want my close friends to live like that. Yeah, I give very uh, opposing advice to friends who are doing that. Mm. But then when it comes to my own life, I kind of get timid and like, oh, I got to do this. And so, yeah, I just also am like, we're we're not getting younger. Why why <laughs> no. why do that? I don't want to yeah. do that. And so you can be respectful and kind and loving and a great listener, and you can even do that very tactfully. Um, reflect back on a person when you're with them. Sure, that's that's fine. But I don't want to do it at the cost of being who I actually am as a person. Yeah. So trying to figure all that out. Good yeah. lessons. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Ostensibly, we are here to talk about the season that we just did because we're done. That we're was done. season four of Very Good Enough, if you can freaking believe it. And, you know, that was 12 whole weeks of episodes. So we got to wow. sort of scroll through this list and make sure that we remember. Maybe I'll scroll down to the beginning because we started with Sean. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was a good this one. episode. Yeah. There we go. I actually just watched a clip of Sean's yesterday. Oh, someone on YouTube left a really nice, very specific comment about him talking about like letting the kids fall down and Mm -hmm. then realizing how we all fall down and how it's an art to learn how to get back up again and keep going. Yeah. And so then I decided to rewatch that part because I think that's something that is in line with everything I'm describing Mm -hmm. is uh, being comfortable falling down a lot and getting back up again and understanding that that's part of life and it's not normal to just try to be perfect all the time mm-hmm. or, or, or choose not to do the thing because you might fall. Yes. Yeah. And, and to try and live in such a way where everything is so curated mm-hmm. that you haven't yeah, you haven't made any mistakes because that paralyzes you and then you don't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that was a really good episode. That's such a good episode. That's my favorite part of that episode. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> Connor, many, many months before even that episode had said to me, he was like watching a piece of Sean's content and said to me, and I wrote it down. I was like typing while he was talking. So I just typed it down (laughs) because it was so beautiful. He said, Sean Hover's kids are learning how to fall. And I think that's the skill of life. Mm. And I was like, what? That's so true. I think that is the skill of life. Yeah. And uh, so we, yeah, we got some gold out of Sean on that topic. Yeah. That day. That also was just so sweet of him to do. That was really good. He was so nervous about the internet. And it mattered so little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just another good lesson of being like, is the framing going to be okay? Is it okay if they hear me? Am I doing a good job? And being like, 
yes, yeah. <laughs> your humanness mm-hmm. is so valuable to us mm-hmm. and to everyone who gets to see it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We are not worried about this framing. We are being nourished by your, your humanness and by what's like the soul that's coming out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember he really didn't want to be perceived as an expert to Mm -hmm. me. He was like, I'm not an expert dad. I don't want to be an expert anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is coming out of a background of a ministry background where if you're speaking to a group, you're usually like on a podium speaking down. And there was some some stuff that went down in our life where we basically got to a point where like, if we're going to speak to people, we don't want to be above anymore. We just want to be, because that's too much pressure and we're going to let everybody down. Like, I just want to be among and I'll share what I'm experiencing and I'll do my best to encourage you based on what I see, but also I'm with you. And so I feel like that came through in that episode that he's, he's with us and here's what he's learning. And it was really beautiful and emotional. Um, but yeah, I, I was really happy and, and just like proud of him for doing it because he yeah. was nervous about that one. It was <laughs> so, so generous of him to spend that time with us. Yeah, that was and great. I, I think some of the emotion that came through was like these moments of him talking about kids and being like, that kind of love is so special and feeling this like sort of almost like a blessing and a craving mm-hmm. to have that kind of love and support and being like just like, yeah, so fed by just a reflection of him doing that for someone else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And he did that episode and Jules was two or almost three. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I point that out is because when the kids were babies, he loved them, loved them, but it was not, it was not what it is right now. And a lot of moms, especially in our in-person community bring up like my husband is struggling to find his place in parenting and with the infant. Yes. And he's not doing enough and I feel disappointed and he's feeling like he can't engage and it's not that interesting. He doesn't know what to do. And it takes some time to get to a place where they, they feel super comfortable and are like, this is my jam. Like I know what to do. And for me listening to that episode, there was such a sense of relief and gratitude that Sean has gotten to a point where he sees so much meaning in what he's doing because he mm-hmm. loved the kids right away. Yeah. Um, even faster than I did, he felt this deep bond. But it has taken time for him to figure out the day-to-day rhythms of how to parent really in a way that feels like he's doing a great job and he feels there's vision behind it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was really cool. And that maybe that would be encouraging for any dads who are not there yet that mm-hmm. um, Eloise is eight. And so it took, <laughs> it took some time. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. 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 yeah like okay. anything you, you get to practice and it yes. gets to change and evolve uh-huh. over time. Um, <laughs> and then we talked about Beyonce. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I feel this season you shared a lot of wisdom that you've been sitting on and things you've been thinking about a lot. Mm-hmm. The Beyonce thing was one of them. There mm-hmm. were, there were quite a few episodes. <laughs> yeah. that There was decisions. Yes. I had a tantrum on the podcast about other people making me make their decisions. Yes. Not that anyone can make you do anything, right? Me, me being weirdly open to letting other people offload their decisions onto mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and needing to get that handled. Yeah. But also, was this the, what, hold on, yeah, I'm getting scroll. our seasons confused. Scroll away. Decision fatigue. Uh-huh. You really nailed a lot on that one. Uh-huh. 
You did all the bonus episodes. I did. That was big. I petered out on bonus episodes a couple of weeks ago. That's fine. um, Good. Because it just got to be (laughs) one too many things, though I really had a good time doing them. Yeah. And I sort of magically, they're all like eight minutes long. Amazing. (laughs) I was like, oh, I I guess I have about, with no chit chat with Jessica, I have about eight minutes of thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's very cute. Um, I really loved uh, V King Cunningham. Yes. That one, that one felt a little I don't want to make it small but felt a little Hallmark movie-ish it was just it was deep and meaningful but light and Mm -hmm. there was tragedy but I felt encouraged and I think there was a sense going into it that neither of us really knew what this episode was gonna be I knew her story very personally you didn't know her at all Mm -hmm. and we knew we were talking about something devastating but it was not a devastating episode it was a great episode yeah I guess it I could see it being like a Hallmark movie in the sense that like you can go through really like big valleys and peaks mm-hmm. of of um, not content, but of like topics, mm-hmm. like the, the things that happen, the plot points can be yes. super dramatic, but it takes care of you the whole way yes. through. Like it holds you through uh-huh. what can be a very emotional story, which is like yes. why we go to those kinds of movies to cry yeah. <laughs> and to like feel things mm-hmm. and let them out in a way that's like not gonna wreck me for several days Mm -hmm. i'm not not coming out of this movie disturbed but (laughs) i got to have this beautiful catharsis experience of like going through a very powerful and true and real story Mm -hmm. in a in a way that someone really carried me through that you know really took care of me yeah while yes and we're catching her in a stage of her life where there's been a lot of time to process Mm -hmm. and heal and make sense of and not that it's easy for her but Mm -hmm. she's telling it from such a whole place or something yeah yeah that was really a great one i really loved that one also dr sam's wasn't that the second yeah okay everyone sit up sit up (laughs) because you guys did not listen to this dr sam episode (gasps) in the way that i need you to really some of you did and i think i named it a thing maybe that did not catch your attention but hear me now when i tell you (laughs) i'm gonna probably rename this episode yeah and honestly i'm gonna re-release it good so something i'm gonna do for this break um we're gonna be on break for about four weeks Mm -hmm. four is my goal we'll kind of see how what we're able to do Mm -hmm. um but I think what I'm going to do is pick a bunch, like four of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. and just re-release, like schedule them to Perfect. re-release on Tuesdays while we're on break Great. so that you guys get another opportunity <laughs> to take in the absolute like nutritious, juicy meat of mm-hmm. this. Because this conversation that we had with Sam was, it was so powerful to each of us in the moment or to the three of us, like mm-hmm. it it bounced through the three of us in a way that everybody came out being like, whew, mm-hmm. that, was that was some really good. real juice. Um, I feel that that episode changed. It like solidified a change in my life mm-hmm. where obviously like I do a lot of work with Sam and this, I, I knew to ask her about this topic because mm-hmm. it's, it's a through line in a lot of her work that is really important to me. So it was not new information to me, but what I wanted was like, it's about anger, but it, but it's about anger as like anger's part of your system. Yes. And if you try to take it out, Mm -hmm. you lose part of your vitality Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, we have um, views about anger Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons. You should listen to the episode (laughs) to hear about that. But anger 
seems like a bad thing, seems mm-hmm. like a thing you need to get rid of, mm-hmm. seems like a thing that if you have it, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've lost a certain vivaciousness, mm-hmm. what she calls like a, a vibrating edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt like that is what was missing in a lot of our conversations on this podcast and then a lot of my conversations in life where like I could talk about boundaries all day long, but if we're not people who can feel our vibrating edge and know when someone has crossed over our boundary because we have an appropriate small flare up of like, hey, whoa, mm-hmm. like we don't, we're not in touch with that. Mm-hmm. Or when we feel that, we feel someone cross over our boundary, we're like, oh, sorry, I got mad. Like we can't, <laughs> we can't be people who hold our shape. We can't be people who take up the right amount of space. Yeah. We can't be people who have ambitions and pursue our passions. We can't be people who forcefully and positively instill our values mm-hmm. in children or create the lives that we want. Mm-hmm. If we can't feel that vibrating edge, like that anger is there as a natural, healthy instinct to remind us that we are alive mm-hmm. and that we matter, that there is territory that belongs to us rightly yeah. and that people don't get to cross over into it. Mm-hmm. And and we cannot pass this trait on to children if we're people whose vibrating edge is not vibrating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so to, to me, to get to um, like airlift that theme out of a lot of the things that I've heard from Sam and get to just like isolate it and be like, just talk about this. Yeah. I felt it like click into place inside mm-hmm. where I feel so much more natural mm-hmm. as a person after that conversation. I feel so much more instinctive when something happens that I don't like. I feel myself go like, hey, I don't like that. And then that thing stops and then I can just go right back to normal. Yeah. And there's no drama and I'm not now a raging person. We talk about the difference Mm -hmm. between anger and some of those more toxic Mm -hmm. um, repressed problems like rage or like resentment and stuff. But absolutely. But just I feel Mm -hmm. solid in my body and I feel solid as a person in a way that I didn't before this conversation that you can hear. You can just go listen to it. Free podcast. Just go listen to it. It's so good. Also, so many mothers Mm -hmm. say this thing that I too have said and Sean has said, so it's dads too, of I can't believe how mad I get. Yeah. I've never been this mad Mm -hmm. while parenting. And this episode helped me understand where the anger comes from, where it belongs, Mm -hmm. not to throw it all away. And this then helps every other conversation we have to make sense because we're coming from a place of this this anger piece that you experience Mm -hmm. is a really, really important part of being alive. And we're not trying to turn that off or Mm -hmm. pretend it's not there but we are wanting to give it the appropriate space to exist and how do we do that and when does it come? And the coolest thing that I did was I listened to this or participated in this conversation. The same week I watched a nature show about (laughs) animals, mammals Uh with their kids and watched them growl in different moments. And it was wild because I think the visual of that then hearing – Dr. Sam's words, it all made so much sense. Mm -hmm. So now it even has taken some of the sting off or the guilt off when I have a growling moment with my children when they are doing something that is something I should growl about. It's something that I should respond like that instead of getting so like, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. oh, just letting it happen, letting it happen, letting Uh it happen. Yeah. No, it's, it is more appropriate. It is the, 
it is what makes sense. It is Mm -hmm. what we do. And then the child responds accordingly, which is like, oh, yep. Sorry, mom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then you're not in a drama and, then, and you're not in no, a fight and no, and, and you have to go listen to this because you need to hear these things in yes. context. I'm still feeling the thing yes. of like one of the really powerful bits of this conversation is how clearly Sam defines what anger is and what it isn't yeah. and how clearly she parses out the natural, healthy, positive, life affirming instinct mm-hmm. of your anger mm-hmm. away from meanness yeah. or resentment oh, or yeah. drama or yeah. like really yeah, or clarifying or, yeah. what anger mm-hmm. is because you could be and perhaps you are hearing us talk about this with your own um connotations yeah. about anger and yeah. that would sound really different sure and it would have sounded really different to me long long mm-hmm. ago and so I just can't I couldn't summon more passion mm-hmm. about you guys getting to hear this conversation than I currently have. We just should re-release the episode like four different times with four different <laughs> titles. Just to only this come- <laughs> for the next four Tuesdays. You guys are going to listen to this over and we over. Catch and somebody. I can see the numbers and I will know if you don't. <laughs> that's right. That's so funny. Yeah, and that then that's all I'll talk about next season. Excellent. So oh, helpful. God, it was so good. And actually that has probably played a role in everything I'm talking about that I was talking about previously. Yeah? Because there is something in me now that feels feels a very healthy um, kind of how dare you how dare you think it's okay to Mm -hmm. speak to me the way you're speaking to me or to make the assumptions you're making Mm -hmm. or or yeah deny me the care that I am deserving of absolutely how dare you and I'm allowed to feel that and I don't have to be rude I can be respectful Mm -hmm. I can be polite Mm -hmm. and I can be very firm that I do not get treated that way yeah and uh, yeah, this this episode will help yeah. a lot. She talks about anger as self-love, mm-hmm. anger as a self-protective force that says like, no, I'm the precious thing worth protecting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worthy of protecting. Mm-hmm. And that, that that hot feeling is there to tell you like, whoa, someone is treating me this precious thing in a way that, mm-mm, no. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, Go listen. So good. Go Bye. listen. Bye. Thanks <laughs> for being here. Over. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, other things we talked a little bit about the difficult conversations. Oh, I tried to cast a spell. Mm, that if one you recall, really good. um, I tried to do magic about time and stretching time out and changing the way that time works and it went okay. <laughs> it was really good. What the heck? <laughs> no, the conversations are good. The spell was medium. Oh, <laughs> My magic is not fully formed, was, okay. but I'm working on it. The conversation <laughs> was delightful. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, tune in next time for more magic. Yeah. Too much yes. That was a really good Too one. Too much yes was a good one. I that was people have been listening to that one. Maybe mm-hmm. a lot of people relate to that idea. Yeah. Yeah. That one's doing well so far. That one's pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. one was special because it came so directly out of like real life yeah. with you guys. Mm-hmm. A real conversation that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And you're, one of the titles for it is how do I tell my toddler no and mean it? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a very common struggle that we yeah. feel is that I don't think they think I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know if I'm serious. I don't know if I'm serious and I'm afraid mm-hmm. to be serious because what if they freak out yeah. and I'm tired? Yeah. it's a, That episode's great. You should listen to that one. It's a good one. Um, and then the most recent two are Let Kids Be Small, which is another one that I'm so passionate about. Once in a while, we hit an episode where I'm like, oh my God, this is part of my core thesis. And this is one of the episodes I was talking about where you just sit on this. You've been sitting on this mm-hmm. idea 
for a long, maybe for before like a I decade. Met, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is one of the things that came out in a coffee that was just, you know, <laughs> like these are the things on your mind. Yep. And this is an outlet for mm-hmm. this really, really profound um, wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the gist of it is like, you don't need to prepare your kid for the future. You need them to be exactly where they are right now all the way, mm-hmm. like all of the way. What actual preparation for the future is, is that now gets fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I get to be all the way to and do the whole two-year-old thing mm-hmm. all of the way mm-hmm. so that I'm ready when I turn three yeah. for three-year-old things. Yeah. And as I grow, things will change and I rules will be different and we will adjust and things will change and that will be great. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm two. Yeah. And so I only need to do two-year-old things. I don't need to sit longer than I need to because later I will have to. Yeah. If I'm a baby, I don't have to stop chewing on your finger because later I will have teeth and it will hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be so this um, because like literally scientifically like brain development stacks. Mm-hmm. So if you press ahead beyond the thing that you're doing now, you, you end up with these something. like little gaps yeah. that either need to, you have to circle back later and fill those in or they just stay a little mm-hmm. gappy. And you got a person who doesn't know how to explore, but is really good at letters and like, yeah, you know, uh-huh. fine. But like, what if they learned yeah. how to explore all the way and then later they got good at letters and now you have someone who knows how to explore and is interested in literacy. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, it comes out of, it's, uh, it's, it feels like advocacy to me yeah. when I, I feel like I, this is That's one of the cool. spaces that I get to advocate for very small children mm-hmm. to just be allowed to be very small children. Yeah. But in doing it, you're advocating for the mom too, because there is in us a an awareness of what is right right now we are comfortable in the right now we are doing certain things that we're like this is working for us right now but there's this outside pressure mm-hmm. that i should be doing this other thing right. to get them developed for the next thing mm-hmm. but inside of me i actually am pretty comfortable with what we're doing right now and how this all is working and so you're also speaking to her intuition yeah. and saying, be fully here now mm-hmm. when this doesn't work anymore right. and you need to shift it or change it or add to it, you'll do that yeah. and all of that will build for a really healthy dynamic. Yeah. I don't know if I said this in the episode, I don't remember, but it's also just like a much more pleasurable way to live. Mm-hmm. Like it's much more pleasurable for your child yeah. and for you to get to be with your child. Like you don't have to miss their mm-hmm. life by thinking about the next piece and the next piece and the next piece. Like you guys actually get to meet one another in yeah. a very real way as you are and you're not pressing them toward things that they're not interested in, don't care about. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so much easier yes, <laughs> and more pleasurable to just get to be with them as they are and make sure that this part goes really well. And then when the next thing comes, you be there. Yeah. Love. I don't know if I have a ton of extra thoughts about these things, but you know. I think they're all great. They're all great. This was a cool season. I really liked it. I agree. And it's calming. <laughs> so if life is chaotic, mm-hmm. go just turn on an episode. It's not going to weigh you down going to be really encouraging yeah and you will leave feeling better and i know that to be true because we keep hearing that Mm -hmm. from the people who are listening and i feel it when i go back and listen as mom jessica versus podcaster jessica it's like oh this is really grounding and i'm i'm all right Mm -hmm. we can do this yeah it's good yeah we can do this so the next season will come Mm-hmm. Ideally, like mid February ish. Oh, we already have good episodes for next season. We already have a like couple really of good episodes good stacked, and I have a few really good ideas that I'm really excited about. Um, I am going to be re releasing some episodes for you guys. In the meantime, if you love us, 
These are the things you can do. Yes. You can tell your friends. Yes. Just share this podcast with your friends. If you hear a conversation that is nutritive to you, Mm -hmm. send it to someone else who might be hungry. Yes. That's thing number one. Thing number two is please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to Mm -hmm. it. Um, It's a hugely impactful thing to tell the powers that be that they should keep showing this podcast to other people so that more people can find us and we can keep making more great stuff for you. So wherever you are, if you're on Spotify, leave a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just rate. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. Just interact with this content in any way you can. On podcast, on on podcast, on (laughs) Spotify, there are little questions at the bottom of each episode now. So there is now a way for you to like interact with the actual episode as it comes out. Yeah. Drop your thoughts in there. Mm -hmm. And is that all? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Buy Lane a coffee. Do you have your Venmo in your in your link in your bio of your Instagram? No. Okay. Okay, I'll put it. Lane does so many things (laughs) to keep this going. If you love it, bless her. Um, Put your link, please. Okay. And they can get you a coffee. Amazing. And then join Very Good Mothers Club. Mm -hmm. And this is like real. This is meat. This is friendship. This Mm -hmm. is life-changing. This is answers to your questions. Um, are you wondering about something to do with your toddler? Is your baby not sleeping? Yeah. Are you feeling stressed in marriage? For one, you're not by yourself, but two, there are excellent resources available to you inside of our membership community. And we would love to know you. Mm-hmm. So join Mighty Networks. Um, they're the Very Good Mothers Club community. You'll see the link in our bio or on our website. There's a lot of ways to find it. The link is in literally every single podcast episode you've ever listened yeah. to. You can just drop into the show notes, click yeah. that link. And there's a free trial. So you can jump in. The most value you will get is by joining a Zoom call with us. Mm-hmm. The people in there are incredible. Uh, Lane and I lead a call. Is it the fourth Tuesday? The fourth Tuesday. Yeah. But there are calls every week. We have amazing things going on in there for you. It is a resource to help you feel well. Mm-hmm. It is less than the cost of therapy. It is absolutely therapeutic. Um, please join. If you like this podcast, I know you will like this community. There's, It's it's this exact thing, just <laughs> multiplied. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not like it's another subscription or it's not like there's just information behind a yeah. paywall. Like it's, this is the real deal. Like there yeah. are actually really beautiful people who are there to be your actual friends yeah. and literal us are actually there. Yes. <laughs> we are actually there. Cleora is driving to Savannah's baby shower. <gasps> They're meeting for the first time. Oh my at, God. Yes. And Mark, is invited to, but I don't know if she can go. Oh, but wow. Like, people are meeting each other, guys. One of our friends in Australia had her baby. We did a Zoom call. We've never done this like all in real life. This has been through the internet. Mm-hmm. We're crying meeting her baby for the first <laughs> time. Like real, real relationships are happening. Mm-hmm. And we would love for you to not be alone and mm-hmm. to have friends and to feel normal. And it's really beautiful. Yeah. So join. Join. Okay. You're doing a great job. We love you so, so much. Good. Okay. See you soon. Here. Bye. Bye.